Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Hello, everybody. We're uh, here at Guest Thursday, and uh, we're excited. Uh, Kathy, we have some more guests in your studio. Uh, why don't Good you, uh, morning, yes. Why don't you introduce your we special have, guest? We have my favorite, favorite guest here. This is my daughter, Anna, that I feel like a good portion of the audience already knows from different <laughs> stories. Sorry about that, Anna. <laughs> um, she's, been, then, she's been a great, great example lots of times. <laughs> And um, this is her friend, Reagan, who has just been a, basically a part of our family for several <laughs> years now. It's, it's just a sweet blessing and an, honestly an answer to prayer. I remember years ago, I'm praying that God would bring just a godly, sweet Christian friend alongside for Anna because she really didn't have that. And God answered in spades with Reagan. Um, <laughs> years ago at a youth retreat and it has been a sweet friendship for them both ever since then beautiful but well, we're uh, excited to have you i know you're both are seniors right uh, do you go to the same school yeah. same high school yeah we do okay uh and you're heading off for college which you can share a little bit about so we're really excited uh, to have uh, the fact that you've been learning abiding and discerning god's will and uh is what what kathy and i try to tell everybody it's uh it's not when you reach a certain maturity or late age, it's that anybody has a heart to follow God. God wants to have them follow him. So it's pretty, pretty fun. So uh, first of all, why don't each of you share, um, how did you each come to know Christ uh, from your perspective? Uh, Anna, we'll start with you and then Reagan, we'll have you share. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in a Christian home, obviously, <laughs> She's my mother. So. Um, so I went to church every Sunday and I loved God from the second I knew who he was, but, um, and I got baptized when I was eight. I was involved in the children's ministry at my church from a young age. Um, and I loved to serve at church and everything like that. And I, I understood, um, who Jesus was, but it wasn't until middle school, I would say like seventh grade that my faith really became my own. Um, I visited the youth group that Reagan and I actually met at and I didn't know anybody there. And I went like once or twice. And then I heard about this fall retreat that they were having, which is like a weekend getaway and cabins. And there's like sermons and worship and all that. And I super out of character for me, it was very quiet in middle school. I just randomly felt like I was called to go on that trip. So I signed up for the retreat um, and went away with a group of people I didn't know for a week on a bus with yeah. no one that she knew. <laughs> yeah. And it, that was really the turning point, um, getting connected in that youth group. I met Reagan. I met a bunch of other people at my church that have really become like a support system in my faith. And that really, my faith really became my own at that point. It wasn't just going to church because that's what my family was doing. It's what I truly wanted. And desired and then throughout high school and especially with the pandemic and hardships coming from that um just learning what it really looks like to abide and to hear from god and to further that relationship oh beautiful Reagan, how about you 
Yeah, so my story is a little similar. I also grew up in a Christian household. And even when I was like four years old, I was just so excited about Jesus. Like I would always be so excited to go to church and all the other little kids my age would, you know, complain, but I was so excited. <laughs> um, and yeah, I had a very strong faith growing up through elementary school, but then hitting middle school, it was a big transition for me and um, new experiences. And I started to just, compare myself to other people really start like um just having doubts and not knowing my worth and it was a hard um you know couple of years during that time and so similarly I also went on the fall retreat and I knew a lot of the people there but I was more there for like having fun and not necessarily to like really grow deep in my faith but during that time like um, we heard like the messages that weekend and all of it was about like you're here for a purpose like God loves you he's chosen you and like you're in this moment for a reason and that's something that just hit me just so differently that time and I just had like a whole new understanding of like what the resurrection like meant about my identity in Christ and like my purpose and it just completely changed my perspective like going forward and then like the community that I found there like meeting Anna and so many amazing great leaders who have been ministering to me ever since and it's just been um just really taken off from there and just knowing like my identity and my purpose and definitely a life changer so that's great it's fantastic uh well that's uh, exciting and uh, uh we're glad, glad to have you uh maybe you each could share um uh, I know, Kathy, you, you've taught them abiding. Maybe you could each describe what does that mean to you? How does that, uh, what does that look like when you abide in the word? Um, how have you approached that uh, in your life? Yeah, I mean, I can start. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, abiding to me, it's been something that's been really transformative for like me um, developing like intimacy with Jesus. I think for a long time, I... Um, understood like what the gospel was and just more so like the facts of the Bible but it really um, transformed me having that like personal relationship with Jesus when mm -hmm. I go into the word and truly abide and in there to listen and we're actually doing a girls um, Bible study group right now and we're reading a book called Wholehearted and a lot That's of that of yeah, it's <laughs> so good highly recommend it um, but something that it's been talking about is doing like a listening journal which is something that I've kind of tried to incorporate into like my abiding time like um you know being intentional in the word but also taking the time to truly like just be still and just sit at the feet of Jesus and like listen to what he wants to speak to me because I think so many times I just you know present like what I you know want from him or like my demands or what like my own agenda and I don't go with like a surrendered heart and that's been such a, a transformative thing for me and um just listening and then I you know write down what I think like God is speaking and then I you know go back to scripture and see if that lines up with that and I um go to like fellow believers and people who are like also like further in their faith so they can kind of help discern like whether that's something that's from God or whether that's you know something that's in your head because I mean if it lines with scripture then you can know that that's truth and that's from God so that's been great for me and like specifically um like I have a hard time like with like anxiety so 
um, I went through like a period of time, like in the last couple of weeks where that was just like really tough. And I could definitely feel like the spiritual warfare going on there. And it, I had a time where I just set aside to surrender that to God and truly hear from him. And he just really spoke to me and like, it wasn't until like I was really abiding and like taking that time to um, just go to him with it that I was able to understand like um, the peace that I truly have in him Mm -hmm. and that when even like afterwards like I went back after I like had that revelation and he was like the reason why you're able to like have joy is because like I gave that to you and like that's why things are picking up because like it's like my work through you that has like allowed you to like overcome this and then I just had so much joy in knowing that so it's just been amazing and it's something I'm coming to learn even still just like really hearing from God it's just such an amazing thing yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about more about that uh, but we're in the middle of a series on overcoming uh, worry fear and anxiety uh, that basically <laughs> uh, sets the stage for what you just said is that well uh, yeah, you have anxiety, but the key is we'll go to God and then hang on. Well, we, we're in this section where we have been talking about hanging on, and then we're going to get further into it. How do you do that? Uh, and just uh, trust Him, knowing that He's going to bring the resolution. You know, and, and we'll have you we'll have you talk a little bit about that. So that's that's kind of a cool uh, reinforcement of really the simplicity of what we've been uh, sharing, uh, Kathy. Uh, that's been fun. Uh, Anna, how about you? What uh, what does abiding look like to you? And uh, how does that, uh, what's that form look like when you're in the Word, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that um, abiding to me has kind of changed throughout my life and throughout different seasons of my life. And that was honestly really hard for me to recognize because for a while I realized I'd put my God time in a box of like, I have mm-hmm. to read this many chapters pages, <laughs> or set aside this amount of time right, and right. I had to look the same every day yep. to be like valid god time <laughs> and i've definitely that's like the type a coming out of me, but <laughs> i don't know where she <laughs> um but i really just learned that abiding is bringing god into like every part of my life and so some days that does mean i'm opening my Bible and journaling for like an hour and digging into scripture and reading articles, watching videos. But some days that's a 10 minute drive to school and I'm worshiping and praying because that's about the only free second I have in my day. And it does look different in different seasons. And I've learned to just invite Jesus into every part of my day. And I'm still learning that. Um, But like Reagan said, that's such a transformative thing to see God working in every aspect of your life instead of just setting aside this one time for him and then living your own life the rest of the time. Oh, that's great. Um, And when you do both uh, journal, how's that journaling going? Yeah, I, I journaled a lot more when I was younger, actually, like early phases of my, um, of my faith. And I want to get back into it a little bit more. I need to be more like disciplined in that, but it's definitely journaling to me is a really important way to like be able to look back on where God's taken you mm-hmm. and where you are now and whether that's answered prayer or maybe it's like realizing something you were struggling with before and now God's brought like healing and maybe it's an area you didn't even recognize if you weren't to look back on that mm-hmm. um, or even times when you're doubting or when you're feeling that anxiety or questioning God's character to look back and see like how he was consistent before right. so I think journaling is a really important 
way to like a solid tangible yeah. way to go back and yeah it's beautiful the, one of the other things i think she's seen um or we've been using as a tool with the journaling really is in this college endeavor yeah of looking being able to keep track really of what god mm-hmm. is speaking so that there's clarity i think that's been a big deal for yeah. you too in this season. yeah which is also cool like i can see ahead now I did a listening activity on, and we can talk more about that later when we talk about college and stuff, but I did sort of a listening activity asking God what he has for me in college. And I wrote out like a list of promises that I felt like he was speaking to me. And I know that like freshman Anna is going to look back on that and be reminded when I'm like nervous about meeting new people or when I'm adjusting to a new environment to be reminded of what God promised me and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And both of your, uh, Right now in your lives, one of the big decisions, obviously, is which college to go to. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, each of you talk a little bit about that. Uh, how have you pursued understanding God's will? Take us through, you know, all the way from the beginning of, um, you know, when you said, okay, I, I need to look at colleges. What did you do and how did you take it step by step by step? Because now you, you guys are down to, I know, a couple of choices that are uh, right in yeah. front of you that you're, you're kind of at the what we call the knocking stages. Yeah. Well, let's see if they accept me and what, what kind of conditions they have. So you're at that point. But tell us, take us all the way back to the beginning when you said, well, I got to go look at colleges. How, how did that go? And how have you followed all of that into God's will? Um, so we started, we were very fortunate to have been like eager for the college search because <laughs> we got in a lot of our college tours before COVID hit which was mm-hmm. a big blessing. Yeah, wow. Obviously during COVID, it was super hard to be looking at schools. Um, so I did a lot of tours then. We actually toured Belmont together, which was cool. It was one of the first schools we looked at. Dan and I took these girls to Nashville yeah. for that one. That was a fun trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it started out with, I tried to keep a really open mind looking at schools and pretty much the only like solid thing I had was that I wanted to know that I could go somewhere and find like my people there and be supported in my faith and, and grow in that. So that did, was really did, the only like- did, did you have a already a major kind of a area that you were looking at and that's what helped you select which colleges to even look at? Yeah, definitely. I've wanted to be a teacher since like the moment I knew what a teacher was. <laughs> like, it's just, that's always been a dream of mine. Um, and it's gotten a little more like specific now. I know that I want to be teaching high school and probably math. So that definitely helps to narrow in the college search too. Because um, obviously not every school has that and looking at the quality of their programs was important to me too. So yeah, we, we toured several colleges. Um, and I decided one of the big um, filters, I guess, that came was that God really was laying on my heart that I needed to be in New England. So that narrowed the schools down a good bit, but um, yeah. Okay, so you had a uh, you had an insight uh, as you're processing, well, uh, it's starting to narrow down. New England is something you feel good about. And, um, and again, uh, we, we talk about God's will being a step-by-step process based yeah. upon the truth that you're learning, and that's how he fulfills it. So the step that you had was you started with colleges that hit your major, looked at them, and then you came to- uh, Pretty far and wide. Yeah. yeah and, and then you came to New England as, okay, a qualifier of, okay, God's telling you New England. Uh, Reagan, how about you? What, 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 what's your major that you're looking at? 
Um, I want to do, it's called Communication Sciences and Disorders. And so that's speech pathology. Okay. Yeah. So I, my mom's a speech pathologist and she has um, a business for that. Mm -hmm. So I was introduced to that and I just, I love it. And I was very excited about it. And it was also important to me to go to a Christian school just because I, well, I went and visited um, Gordon and that's when I kind of like knew I wanted to be in a Christian school just because that community was just so amazing and I got so excited about that and before that time I wasn't really sure and I just loved the environment there and so I knew that and so then looking at schools that had speech pathology and were Christian pretty much gave me three choices like in the whole country (laughs) so because there aren't many schools with the with both of those so that already kind of made it um not necessarily easy but I didn't have to choose from like you know, all these schools. There was pretty much three in front of me, which were Gordon, Baylor, and Sanford. And at first I was like, so, like, I so thought I was going to go to Baylor. Like, it was just in my head. Like, I really thought I was going to go there. And um, anytime people asked, like, that's what I told them. Mm -hmm. And so we went to tour and I toured Baylor first and I really liked it. But there was something that was kind of just missing about it. Like, I, I really loved it, but I wasn't, I didn't really have like the clarity that I was necessarily looking for. you didn't have that for. 100% piece yeah. that that was home. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, oh, definitely not. But I was a little surprised. Like it didn't really necessarily meet what I thought it was going to. And Samford was pretty much on the list just because it was one of the schools with a speech pathology program. So it was just kind of there. I didn't even really know much about it. And so we went and like a couple weeks later, we went to tour and um, just everything about it was just exactly what I was looking for. And I could just feel like God's presence on the campus. Like it was just like a sense of peace. Like even my mom, like my mom doesn't want me to go far away, but even she was like, I love this school. Like I just really <laughs> feel like this is where you need to be. It was just everything. And all of the people were just mm-hmm. so welcoming. And they were talking about how like people on their first day or their first week of classes would like pick them up and say like let's go to church together even though they like had just met and all these things like I just felt such a sense of peace um Mm -hmm. on that campus and it really felt home and like that I was called to be there and I wasn't expecting it at all and so I knew that um you know that's what (laughs) God wanted me to do and he just completely like wrecked my plans but I'm happy about it because I'm excited Mm. for what he's calling me to (laughs) I'm gonna back up her story just a little bit um in rewinding to when we all went to Belmont because I think this is interesting when we talk about you know throwing out the net and the discerning God's will and really learning to ask and seek and not when we first went to Belmont if I'm remembering right you thought you were going to be a psychology major yes yeah there was a point yes and so that was what was really cool about watching that even is within that visit God used the tour and her interacting with the professors there to show her by the way this is a great school but do you see this isn't the fit? This isn't what I what you think it's going to be as a field. I have a different field for you. Yeah. So actually so in doing the seeking <laughs> process, a lot of times God will do like where he confirmed when you were at Stanford, mm-hmm. but he also will will do mm-hmm. that where he pulls in and says, okay, no, that's that's a no. And mm-hmm. I'm leading you to something else. And he yeah. used some of those early college visits to bring you back to speech pathology is really yeah. where your passion is yeah because that was that visit that I like 
you know, started mm-hmm. thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Right. We had like a long conversation about we it did, too. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been fun to watch how God has used yeah. the process yeah. in, in each of their lives yeah. to mm-hmm. hone and fine tune his direction for them. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, uh, when you said the school had everything you liked, what, what were some of the things that hit you about it that just really struck your heart? Well, I think, well, part of it was just how intentional, like, the community was there. Um, everybody was just so welcoming and so great. And we we happened to go on, like, the parents' weekend. So we got to talk mm. to a lot of the families, too. And oh, they were saying that, like, we talked to, like, one mother, and it, she was like, this isn't just something that they're putting on a show for. Like, this is just genuinely how, like, people are on this campus. And I also liked how they're talking about how um, intentional the professors are as well. And that's something that's unique about going to like a Christian school is that like having um, teachers that are coming from that perspective and that actually really care about your faith journey as well as your academic one, which I think is going to be great um, because it's hard when you don't know, like if you're having teachers that they're teaching, but it's, you know, they're not necessarily coming from that perspective of like Mm -hmm. biblical truth. And so it's, you know, easy to like, you know, not get the whole story with that or like there'll be things that aren't necessarily in line with scripture. And so mm-hmm. having those professors is going to be something that I'm really excited about too. And yeah. and just everything from like their like extracurricular activities and just even just the town itself just felt more like home to me. Um, it was mm-hmm. like has similarities to New England, like as far as like the landscape and like surrounding area goes so honestly every it had everything that Baylor had plus all the things it didn't have is like what I and a little like smaller to say scale yes for you. yes yeah. yeah Baylor is big so probably would have been a little bit overwhelming but it's like perfect it's not like so big where I'm overwhelmed but also not so small where like I have to know every single person and I can't mm-hmm. like meet new people so yeah 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 and Anna you're um uh, you said you've got you kind of narrowed it down to New England. How, where have you have you narrowed it down further than that? How's that gone? Yeah, so I actually I'm done with all my applications and I only applied to Gordon and Emmanuel. So Emmanuel is my top school right now. I'm waiting to see, like you said, kind of the knocking phase of like make sure I get in, see what they offer for me for scholarship, and basically just like reaffirm that this is where God's calling me. But I toured. Um, kind of like what you were saying about some of the like no schools helping you get to the right school. Um, So one of the ones that really helped me narrow in was my tour to UNH. Their program that they do for um, secondary education is you have a double major. So I want to be a high school math teacher. So I would do math and secondary ed. And the way they did their program was you basically are just super like math focused for the first two, two and a half years. And then you start getting into the classroom and getting into your education classes. And for me, teaching is so much more than just the content. And I needed professors that would recognize that and like share that passion. And it's really like, I feel like that's going to be my mission field. And it's my purpose to be able to impact students and and my work. Um, So that was something that I really loved about Emmanuel. They're super big on impact and your purpose and how you're gonna like impact your community and better um just better the world really um so I knew that my professors would share in that same passion and that they would recognize 
how passionate I am about that and appreciate that. And they got me in the, like their promise to get us in the classroom freshman year and get that mm-hmm. experience right away. So that was a huge thing for me. Um, and then like Reagan was saying to the community there, it's a small school, it's like 2000 undergrads. So it's super small, but it's in like the heart of Boston. So it was kind of the best of both worlds to me. It has that close knit community to feel a little bit like home, but still an adventure. And it's not far from home, but it's still different because it's mm-hmm. a big city. Um, so that, yeah, all of the, I just loved everything about it. <laughs> It's been fun to watch God unfold um, some promises because I think there were a handful of hesitations, maybe more on my end than than hers, honestly, Um, as, okay, God, you know, these are things that my heart's desire is for Mm -hmm. my daughter to have. And he just like one by one has answered and showed us that this, this is a place that he would provide that Mm -hmm. Um, through different listening activities, through Mm -hmm. even, um, just conversations that we end up with different sermons. people and and sermons you know words that that would be inserted in the middle of a sermon that Anna and I both look at each other and mm-hmm. and we know that God was speaking affirmation over mm-hmm. it right in that place and so that's yeah. been fun to keep record of I think mm-hmm. for everybody right yeah yeah sure. yeah so it sounds like as you've uh asked seek and knock which is what we're teaching about God's will is uh, what's your will you're asking for his will um, you're, you're stepping by, based on truth that you're learning and things that are important to you uh, and getting confirmation, you know, narrowing it down, uh, which is how it works. So we say it starts out here and then, it, you know, it starts to narrow down because uh, it ultimately has to be a selection. <laughs> you got to have actually a school that is the one. Um, so that's how it works. And uh, so, Anna, you said that you've got uh, Manuel and uh, which I think is in Boston, too, right? Yeah, uh, and, and Gordon, Gordon, they're both they're both in Gordon uh, in Boston. Uh, so you've applied to both, and then uh, Reagan, you've applied uh, uh, to how many schools have you applied to so officially? I've applied to three, and three. I was accepted to Sanford, so that's exciting. And I'm waiting to hear from Baylor and Gordon. So. Okay, so you're already accepted to Sanford. Yes. Okay, and that's that's where you believe is is your. Is there anything else now to confirm that that's God's will for you? Um, well, I'd say like the acceptance was one. Um, and then I'm waiting to hear about scholarships um, in the next couple of weeks. So I think just been continuing to be like prayerful about that. And I'm about to like apply for that. So like asking God, like what he wants to speak to me as I apply for that scholarship. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily coming from like me trying to like showcase the best parts of myself, but also just reflecting like what God wants me to share with that college for them to make their decision. Yeah. And what, uh, is there any time for you, Anna, when they expect to hear back? Uh, yeah, it'll be mid-December. Mid-December. Okay. And then yeah. you'll know uh, either one or both. Um, and then yeah, Gordon uh, and I should find out a little bit sooner, but Emmanuel will be mid-December. Okay. Um, we've talked a lot about neutrality uh, in the process. And uh, as you're coming down to uh, and we heard both of your preferences. Um, where are you at spiritually about neutrality if for some reason <laughs> these two preferences uh, don't be uh, confirmed as God's will? Question. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> okay. Um, I've just had to be having a neutral heart with all of this. And I mean... I think like when I went to 
like tour each campus like I well at first like I genuinely like I did have a preference for Baylor at first but I was still kind of just awaiting that um like that confirmation from God and I think that's something I'm truly seeking so even though I do love Sanford and I think that would be I think that's what God is speaking to me I do ultimately want like what he wants for me because I mean, <laughs> it's a big decision and especially going so far away from home. Like I want to be like where God is, you know, has purpose mm-hmm. for me. And to me, like, that's what gives me the most peace about like um, going where I'm going. It's as much as I love all the things about Sanford. I feel like the real draw to it is that I feel like that's where God wants me. Oh, Not yeah. because it has like this program or mm-hmm. like this, like, thing on campus whatever it is like I feel that peace because I feel like that's where God wants me mm-hmm. and if I you know get that answer from God that he wants me to go somewhere else then I'll feel good about that as well because mm-hmm. I ultimately you want to be want he wants you well. to be. yeah that's <laughs> gonna be what's the best for me yeah I think for me a big part of it was being able to like decipher the difference between just my own logic and like rationale and God's will. Um, because honestly, for a while when I was between Emmanuel and Gordon and I was trying to seek God's will, but kind of using my own logic instead of just <laughs> asking, um, I thought like there, so Emmanuel, just for some background knowledge, Emmanuel is a Catholic school and it's very much like it's whatever you make of it. And they're very, intentional with purpose and impact and a lot of values that I share with but it's not Gordon when it comes to like Mm -hmm. the Christian values and professors and things like that and that was hard for me to grasp because I thought logically why would God not be calling me to the Christian school out of the two options and I had to as he was working on my heart in that and and guiding me through that process I had to realize that sometimes my logic doesn't match up with God's will and he has purpose for me at Emmanuel and he has people he wants me to impact and he has people that are going to pour into me even if it's not the kind of school that Gordon is and I just had to trust that he had a plan in that process and he kind of had to work on my heart in that yeah. and in fact the the last listening exercise you talked about that you did mm-hmm. was something when they were on their fall retreat mm-hmm. um I won't tell it you tell it <laughs> just um, like the promises yeah a little bit of that um yeah so I mentioned this a little bit earlier but I had felt like I got into a place of peace with it being a manual and I realized that I kind of just like cut God off then I was like okay I got my answer (laughs) thank you thank you so much we'll see I'll see you later (laughs) exactly and so I kind of felt convicted of that on the on our latest fall retreat um, of God being like, I still have more to share with you. Like, yes, I'm calling you to Emmanuel, but I want to tell you more about this. So I kind of just paused and listened in that. And that's when I started writing out those promises and even just asking God what to ask him and thinking yeah. of things like, who do you like, who are you going to surround me with? Who are you calling me to impact? And like, how are you going to use this school and this program to shape me into the kind of teacher you want me to be? Things like that, even as small of details as like, who do you want for my roommate? Um, and things like that. So that was really sweet to see God 
sort of speaking into that. And I'm sure he will continue to speak into that as I keep asking. But she's got yeah. a good list of questions. She's still <laughs> talking to him about. Yes. Yeah, well, um, and this is, uh, you know, and maybe you guys could speak to this a little bit, but, um, you know, we have big decisions, we think, and um, we, need an, we need an answer and there'll be an answer. You're going to go to, you know, right now, it looks like you're, you'd go to Emmanuel and uh, Samford and, uh, it could be still it could be something different, by the way, which, you know, uh, but let's assume it's that. And uh, it's not the end. <laughs> so, uh, we say like God's will is not a destination. It's a path uh, that now that you let's say you go. Well, guess what? And you just you just listed them. Sounds like you've got a list already as well. Then it's now what? What about a roommate? What about my course schedule? What about this? What about my church? What about my activities? Uh, Christian uh, parachurch ministries, uh, you got all those to, to answer. And uh, do you guys have a kind of a, uh, a healthy perspective about that? Is that God's will is going to have to continually be fulfilled literally week by week by week the rest of your life? <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm like coming to, I've had a recent like shift in my perspective and God's kind of like shifted my heart in this because sometimes the thought of like, continuing to ask God or like recognizing a need for growth or a need to keep seeking, keep seeking can be like overwhelming for me or yeah. can make me feel like I'm like falling short. Or I have so much to do. <laughs> and, and I'm learning that that is more of like an invitation to intimacy with God. And it it's okay that I'm not there yet. Like that's the cool part is that I get to spend that time with God and I get to learn more about him and and grow in my relationship with him through those questions. Yeah, yeah. Reagan, you have any any uh, perspective on that? Yeah, no, that's really good. I agree with that. <laughs> and just, um, I think too, just like we were saying about like listening and like truly trusting in like God's timing too, and knowing that like um, he wants us to continue like asking and seeking and knocking mm -hmm. and um, he'll reveal that answer like in his perfect time. And I've seen that. Um, happened and we can talk about it a little bit too with like our whole barn situation yeah. like when we were um looking for like a you have to pastor. tell them what a barn is yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, our, barn, our barn is our um oh, they, i didn't know that i didn't know you had farmers there uh, raising yeah. cows <laughs> sometimes i forget that's not a normal term <laughs> yeah it's our um our youth group at our church okay. and we All didn't right. have um a youth pastor for um over a year and yeah. so that's something that we had to continue like you know, doing some mm -hmm. similar thing, like asking and um, knocking. And it was a long period of like waiting and mm -hmm. like awaiting his will and um, trusting in his timing. But the way that it worked out, like um, during that whole time of us continuing to ask, like he used that to just grow me and the church mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. teach me so much that if it didn't happen, like in that time, then mm -hmm. it would not be the same. And yeah. I feel like our church wouldn't be the same either. And um, it was me like continuously like going and um, listening and asking that grew mm -hmm. my relationship with him even stronger. Yeah. And now uh, what do you, uh, 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 if you uh, get accepted, what happens next? What do you, what do you guys wind up doing next? As far as like college search? No, just in terms of uh, getting ready, I guess, to go to college. How does it, what is it, what are the things you have to do to get ready? Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't honestly haven't really thought that. I know, me too. <laughs> so like, so, 
like college <laughs> application focused right now that it's almost like acceptance seems like the like finish line but yeah. I mean it's really like the start line when you think about it but I mean we still have like the rest of senior year so it'll definitely be a relief to have it like figured out and be able to enjoy our senior year and with this year with COVID being a little bit less of a concern in our school at least the precautions are a little bit less um we're able to enjoy more like senior activities we'll have a prom and a senior week <laughs> and a graduation yeah. fingers yeah. crossed <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um so yeah I, I, I think just like celebrating that um and then there's obviously like the practical sides of of college moving and all that but yeah these girls too have had, and one of the things that I really wanted you guys to share on a little mm. bit, because so many of our guests um, that we've had on are couples and process through abiding with their spouse. I think they bring a unique perspective because they have a strong friendship and they have a, a friend circle that um, that fortunately knows how to abide. Uh, yeah. That we were able, we did a. We, when did we do that retreat? We did a little a retreat here. Yeah. They've yeah. been growing in that all along, and yeah. then was able to put some feet to it by doing a retreat for for their friend circle. Mm -hmm. And in that, that has been a blessing for them to be able to use each other yeah. Um, yeah. as a source of confirmation mm -hmm. and coming to unity over different things that God is speaking to them. And so I don't know if you guys could speak in a little bit, yeah, that's good. just how that works for y'all, because there are listeners out there who aren't married. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the blessing of unity and coming to unity and confirmation mm -hmm. and praying for each other. I'd love you to share just a little bit how that mm -hmm. works for you, because you guys have a good community in yeah, the barn we do. and we do. are able to do that well, I feel. Yeah, I feel like the... Reagan touched a little bit earlier on um, our youth group situation. And so we, a couple years now, or a couple years ago, we, our youth pastor moved away. And that was a big, that like really shook us up, honestly. It was a big wake, wake up call of what we were putting into the church or what we were defining the church as, I guess. And when we lost that, the the numbers started going down a lot and it just, wasn't what it used to be to us mm -hmm. and through that we had to really come to God and like ask him what he had in that season and why he took um our pastor away from us and why he wasn't providing a new one and <laughs> it was a really long and frustrating search honestly mm -hmm. um and we had to really learn patience in that and mm -hmm. and come together and hold each other accountable too and when, when there would be times when we're like I don't think God's working in this or mm -hmm. or like <laughs> I don't think I don't think the um like the church like our main pastor I don't think he's like doing enough for us right now or whatever <laughs> it might be it's easy to place blame in in situations when you feel like you should have something that you don't and so we had to hold each other accountable and help each other to lean on God in that and like Reagan and you saw specific instruction too yeah. and there were there were mm -hmm. things he told you oh by the way in the middle yeah. of this this is what you two are doing yeah. yeah we actually had I remember one like Bible study in, yes. in <laughs> particular we were sitting on the couch over there <laughs> and we were we were reading Ephesians, Ephesians right? 4 yes. yes and it was talking about like unity in the church and it was just such like an aha moment for all of us because we were all going through the same thing together and we were all seeking God's purpose and then asking like, what, what do you have for this? Like, why are you not bringing us a youth pass? Like, what are you trying to teach us in this? And it really just hit us all at once yeah. that 
we were putting, we were defining the church as a person who was leading us or even a building that we were meeting in during COVID um, and just learning that the body of Christ is the people. It's yeah. like, it's coming together. And, yeah. and we realized that there was so much division because people needed to place blame on what was going on. And, and it was really dividing the church. And we felt super convicted of like, this is like, I have given you these people. This is the body of Christ. Like, this is, these are my people. You need to come together in this time. Mm -hmm. And so that was when we really like, I think the starting point of really learning unity, which has been like a theme for for years now, (laughs) it just always comes back to that. But yeah. And I think too, from that, like something that hit us during that Bible study was like, for so long, we, um, well, we had, we had a youth leader. And so we were kind of like looking for other people to like initiate things Mm -hmm. and like lead things. And then we didn't have anybody. And during that time, we realized that like, God is like equipping us to be able to do right. like, work for his kingdom. And we're like, we don't, it's not that we like don't need a youth pastor. Like we do need to be filled, but we realize like God is calling us in this season to be the ones initiating this unity. And we like all realize that at the same time, we're like, wow, this is so cool. And so um, we wanted to like organize different things like with like the middle schoolers for instance so like the middle school and the high schoolers could be able to connect because that was one area that we Mm -hmm. felt was particularly divided Mm -hmm. and even like within the guys and the girls like trying to organize times for everybody to be able to come together in fellowship Mm -hmm. and truly be the body of Christ and like one thing that um and when I think about like abiding in a friendship that we did was like during COVID I mean it was, it was an ironic time for God to be teaching us about unity. I always think that's so funny how um, I just felt like that was my word for that year. And it was like, couldn't have been more divided <laughs> or just like not isolated. together, yes, yeah. isolated. So it was definitely intentional that God wanted to teach us that lesson um, mm-hmm. during this time. Um, but Anna and I both were thinking about doing um, a worship night, like a socially distanced one where Mm -hmm. people would be like in the parking lot, like in their cars. And we didn't know exactly like what that was gonna look like. So we both decided to take time to like um, get in the word about it, journal and pray about like that, what that would look like. And um, we ended up like coming to the decision about like doing it in the parking lot and like what we wanted, like what we were gonna do for like songs and like how we wanted to organize that and just all of that stuff and that that's something that we really felt called to initiate and then once we like both came to that understanding from God that's something that we were able to do and it was a really cool thing mm-hmm. I think a lot of people um so just many people really appreciate yeah, yeah appreciated the chance to be able to have that sense of unity in a season where mm-hmm. everyone was just so yeah. isolated and we were able to like pray over our worlds like we were also asking God like what do you want us to pray over like during this time like when we have all these people together and so it was it was a really cool way yeah. for God it, to it actually ended that. up taking place at the Epping Park and Ride <laughs> <laughs> so if you can imagine a place where people come and they'll park and buses will pick up to take you to Boston or whatever else and you know, right really in the heart of, of the town though. Yeah. Um, and, and here they have this worship night and people coming by and have no idea what's going on, but it was a beautiful thing that God, yeah. that God orchestrated through their faithfulness. Yes. And yeah, that's beautiful. Well, what a great, uh, thank you so much for uh, being with us. And uh, uh, we encourage everybody that's listening uh, that as you two uh, help each other with unity and you just, you just described it uh, and lots of different levels. Uh, but 
we know that you two have helped each other uh, confirm. Uh, you got your parents, and you, of course, you, but you have each other to confirm God's will. Uh, that we encourage, you know, and we, we talk a lot about spouses and, and, and you know, yes, come to unity with your spouse, which is uh, obviously uh, easy or not easy, but it's, it's available, <laughs> uh, more available. Uh, but uh, singles, uh, even, even kids, is we'll get a friend, get somebody that has a heart to abide and, and learn together to hear God's voice. And, and like you just shared with us, what a fantastic story of, well, we heard God's voice and we just came to unity about unity. You know, so. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So we encourage you to keep uh, keep your friendship and help each other, even when you're in long distance, uh, you know, can help each other confirm God's will and use that beautiful spiritual uh, connectivity that you have uh, with the spirit to help each other keep growing. And again, we encourage all singles, you know, find somebody like the two of you have found and walk together to confirm God's will. It'll be exciting. We'll uh, have you guys back and uh, have you share what the next phase of uh, your life is all about. But it'll be, it's going to be exciting. We know that. Uh, and we wish, wish you really uh, well. And we're glad that you're coming to the final knocking stage to confirm it all. And, and we'll, be, we'll be praying for that. And uh, Kathy, you must have a, a lot of fun being around these guys. So. I do. <laughs> they are a blessing. Yeah. I I'll be a little sad when the house quiets down. Yeah. yeah they're not around. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thanks so much. And Kathy, we'll, uh, we got to end times Friday again uh, tomorrow and uh, yeah, we'll uh, pick up with it. that and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you girls and uh, excited to, to hear more about your story. So it'll be fun to see. Great. Thanks Thank so much. You. And thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you later. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.